This is the Pipkin and Turnbull Show. This is actually episode number 30 for us. So, yeah. So, uh, this uh, coming to you at November 19th, 2020. Uh, Got an awesome show ahead of us. So, Jamie, tell us what we are talking about today. All right, man. So, today we're going to take a look at the AFC South Division. Um, We're going to break down who we think could be the division winner and, you know, possible wild cards after that. Um, And then we, uh, the NBA, we're back uh, with the NBA. Um, The draft was last night and I think it continues tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But a lot of trades have been going on um, in the NBA this past week. And we will look at some of the biggest changes. Um, And then we'll break down um, the rest of the show, the best and the worst. And things we saw, um, and then uh, kind of preview some upcoming matchups that we feel that you guys might enjoy um, uh, this weekend. So, with that said, uh, the AFC South division, um, to me, I think this is one of the weaker divisions um, this year. I thought it was going to be one of the tougher ones at the beginning of the year, but it's it's crazy how that, that can like flip on you, you know, um, as the season goes on, what was it? pretty tough division season four isn't necessarily the next season um you've got tennessee and indy at six and three um you know tennessee i figured you know they were in the afc championship last year and so i kind of figured they'd be a little better than what they have been this year um definitely um relying on henry um and indy um i'm surprised is actually at six and three um rivers is having an okay year um you know, 11 touchdowns, seven interceptions, yeah. which is low for him. He usually throws a lot more interceptions by this time. Um, but um, the I think the surprise in this division is Houston for me. At two and seven, um, just I don't think anybody last season after they got to the divisional round in the playoffs and like put, you know, the first half of the that game against Kansas City – um, I don't think anybody thought they would be two and seven at this point uh, this year, you know, um, and I think that's just a lack of leadership in the front office, um, not necessarily on the players. But um, that's I, I can see for me personally, I can see one team um, getting in the playoffs out of this division, and that's going to be the division winner. Um, this is just it's just not a really tough division. Right. I feel like anybody can beat them. I feel like they're just they're they're just kind of there this year. Um, but you know, like Tennessee is a tough team. So like, uh, don't get me because Ryan Tannehill's having a good year. He's got two thousand yards, twenty touchdowns, and three interceptions. Like that's nothing to laugh at. Um, and you know, Derrick Henry is you know top two in uh, the league when it comes to running backs. But that's really it. You know, uh, receiving wise. Uh, they got AJ Brown. He's got 478 yards, six touchdowns. Like that's really it for him. And so I feel like they need to. They're they're a couple pieces away. I feel at this point. And so, but um, I mean, what 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 readings do you get from this this division? Yeah, uh, yeah, two of the teams in this division that you were talking about uh, especially this year would be the, the hardest reads that i have on teams is probably like you were saying tennessee 
and uh, Indianapolis. Um, it's it's interesting because the AFC South last year. I mean, if you know, we could have had the situation to where you know we would have had an all AFC South uh, South championship. Um, yeah. That's how I mean. You look at last year comparatively to this year. Um, it's hard for me to, um, you know, I, I think I understand Houston. Uh, Tennessee is the hardest team for me to predict what they will do every week because I feel yeah. like you get so many different performances them from them mm. uh, every week. Um, the one thing that we do know and the thing that you mentioned is uh, Tennessee's, uh, you know, I, I think um, really struggle offensively um, if they can't get Derrick Henry running, uh, more yeah. so than I think other teams do if they can't get their running game going. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still suspect of Tannehill. I know that there's a lot of uh, mixed opinions about Ryan Tannehill. Um, yeah. And look, I, I agreed with the switch. I mean, obviously, Mariota. Uh, not you know isn't too much of a high step when you switch to Tannehill, but he did do mm-hmm. some good things. He did bring, um, he does bring reliability. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and so, uh, it's just like I I keep going back and looking at these teams. I just I could never really pinpoint what I think they're gonna do yet, uh, because yeah. I think they have a high ceiling uh, for Tennessee. And honestly, I think Indianapolis is in that kind of same situation. Now, the same thing goes with what you were talking about with Phillip Rivers. Um, you don't know what you're going to get out of Phillip Rivers at all. Yeah. Um, and to me, Indianapolis, um, and I know we had talked about it last year, kind of going into the playoffs, like they're on, they're a team on the upswing, have an incredible offensive line, uh, keep building on that. Um, defense mm. continues to improve for Indianapolis. Uh, but I really like uh, um, the division leader right now, which is Tennessee, uh, because they mm-hmm. just have clearly better weapons, like you mentioned, in A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. And I, honestly, I, I like Tannehill. I would trust Tannehill over our, probably Phillip Rivers at this point. Yeah. Um, just, you know, going towards the end. You know, um, but then we've almost forgotten the best quarterback in this division is Deshaun Watson for Houston. Um, mm-hmm. Really, what Houston's issue was is, and is still today, is I don't know where they're going, and that's what we've yeah. talked about since the beginning of the season, or really since they've done the De- DeAndre Hopkins trade. We really haven't put understood what is the thought process behind Houston because mm-hmm. this is a team that had a huge lead on the Chiefs, and you know if it wouldn't have been for. Patrick Mahomes uh, going <laughs> yeah. like doing his beast mode in the second half, mm-hmm. they would be honestly the way that they were looking. I would have picked them over the Titans, you know, yeah, because uh, you're just like I, for me. I was, you know, you know, you got DeAndre, and then you've got uh, Deshaun. You know, you yeah. looking at that AFC. If we just play it out, looking at that AFC Conference Championship. Um, you know, I really liked what Houston had been doing up to that point, and Tennessee was, you know, a wild card kind of making it through. Uh, but, yeah. uh, but I the, the weird thing about Tennessee is um, they have, like I said, a very high ceiling. Um, I just 
I can't pinpoint them week to week uh, with clarity being like, I, I really like, like this week, for example, like they're going up against the Ravens. Yeah. I, I liked them. Um, and, and honestly, when we go to, to pick this week, it's, I really, I'm not sure, you know, which, which of the two teams I'm going to go with between the Ravens and, and Tennessee, but there's yeah. been other matchups, you know, if, you know, we look at, um, you know, when they blew out the bills, if I looked at that same game today, I would pick the bills over Tennessee. Like, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's just, I, I see the pieces, but they are so inconsistent in what they do right now or what their, I, I mean, I, their identity is Derrick Henry and running the ball. And if mm-hmm. it's not there, you see a lot of three and outs from this team. Uh, it's yeah. a lot of struggle for this team. Um, you know, AJ Brown, I think some of his injuries have been part of that reason uh, because we saw at this time last year, AJ Brown really started to bring it on at the last half of the season. So much mm-hmm. so that we were thinking, and we, and I was especially, you know, me, I was thinking he's definitely one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and moving mm-hmm. forward will be. Because uh, you look at the intangibles for A.J. Brown. We talked about D.J. Metcalf, and you look at A.J. Brown, it's, you know, uh, same kind of build. Um, not, yeah. not quite so, not so muscular as D.K. I don't think anybody is, but A.J. Brown is no. up there. A.J. Brown is up there. Um, yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, I... Uh, it, this whole AFC South, I I agree. Depending on what Indianapolis does, I I don't have real confidence that you will see another wild card team from this. But listen, I mean, uh, Indianapolis, I can't like they're another team I can't pinpoint right now of what yeah. I what I think where I think they'll go, what I think they're doing. Um, they just got they've got good pieces. Indianapolis has really good solid pieces. If they can just figure out the quarterback situation um, and a couple other things, um, and that's where we always go back to: what if Andrew Luck could have stuck it out? Yeah. Um, you know, if if Andrew Luck could have stuck this thing out, I mean, we would be talking Indianapolis as one of the favorites in the AFC. I I yeah. personally think. I believe uh, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, and Jacksonville is another team where they have these flashes of where, okay, they're starting to figure things out, but then they're all over the place. Uh, and yeah. I know we haven't even touched Jackson. Jacksonville is a whole other thing to try and figure out because they really, I think they really wanted to go with Gardner Mitchell. Um, mm. You know, when they traded Nick Foles off, you know, hasn't really been paying off for them down in Jacksonville. Um, uh, Houston, um, you know, I, I they've got a lot of draft assets coming up, uh, so that is the hopeful for any any Texan Houston yeah. fans listening to this. Um, and, and you've got, like I said, the best quarterback in this division is Deshaun Watson. So you've got that, yeah. Um, and some other things, but it is like like we've been saying, it's it's a very uh interesting division. Um, yeah, it may not be you know where we, you know, right now the site that we use they are number seven. Uh, overall so second to last as as you know um which it, it's a little tricky because i because i think at times and i don't know if you agree with me or not but the tricky thing with tennessee is like i think you know if they can be dominant at times i mean we've, yeah. we've seen that um 
and then that's what's hard is once we get into the playoffs, what Tennessee team are we going to get? You know, yeah. uh, and so uh, this whole division is is filled with questions like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they've they've got some big matchups uh, this week in particular for the South. Uh, you know, we'll be able to see what Indianapolis does against Green Bay and what Tennessee does against Baltimore. So those yeah. are two big matchups for the AFC South to kind of see where they're kind of what this team will look like moving forward, this, this division look like moving forward. Yeah. Um, so if you don't have anything else, I guess we can move on to basketball. Yeah. Unless yeah, you have anything it's else just to a, it's, it's a It's a strong division, but, man, it, it's also weak at the same time. Like, it – the the AFC South is just a it's a interesting division. Well, um, to say the least. It's it's a little bit of a mess this year because as you know yeah. as we pointed out, this could have been last year. You think about the talent in the AFC South. Mm-hmm. This could have been an all AFC South championship last year. Yeah, I mean we are a year removed. We are like still like within a year months removed at to where we were saying man. And look at that ten- and and I still do. I still say like, look at that Tennessee defense. Look at Derrick Henry, what he's able to do. We're still we'll st- we're still saying that. Um, yeah. But I think what what the the craziest aspect of this is probably Houston. You know, but yeah. But the ups and downs of this division. Um, but I I definitely I want you know I I don't think, I you know I don't think any team that I can think of like. Especially if you're if you're thinking you know wild card game, any of these division leaders are going to say, "Hey, I want I want Tennessee." I, nobody yeah. nobody would be in that boat, you know. So yeah, um, no, definitely not. Yeah, so uh, because they, they, like I said, they they they've got some they've got weapons they've got weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so big things going on uh, in the NBA. Uh, we've been seeing some moving pieces. Um, I'm going to kind of save the last one. I think the first piece, you know, I, I kind of want to talk about um, is maybe uh, Dennis Schroeder uh, going from OKC uh, and going to the Lakers. Um, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, and I think I I think throughout the playoffs, you know, I, I think the Lakers were trying to answer, well, who is somebody – else besides ad and lebron that we can go to and at Mm -hmm. times i mean especially looking at the finals it sometimes ended up being rajon rondo uh the problem with ron you know rondo is um his offensive game um you know we're gonna get all out effort from rondo on the defensive side um i think schroeder um was a big good pickup for la just because he can bring you some of that more offensive weapons when you're needing it late in these playoffs pushes. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't know if you had any thoughts about what LA's doing. I mean, LA's just uh, gearing up, man. This is this is a, a team that's going to be, um, at the very least, in the uh, Western Conference Finals again. Um, and they're just getting more weapons. They're getting, they're getting more people that, you know, can – um, compliment Braun and also take the heat off Braun. Yeah, and um, they're doing a good job. They're they're building the team, but I feel like they're building this team for the future as well. And that's one thing that's positive because um, they're they're gonna re-sign um, 
oh geez, uh, Davis. Yeah, Anthony. They're gonna Davis. resign Davis. He's he's gonna opt out and he's gonna sign a max deal. Yeah, that's and I, just yeah, that's I, just and, gonna happen. You know, I mean, and here's the thing. I mean, some some report says Davis isn't guaranteed. Um, I, that's hard for me to. I mean, unless the only thing I could say if, if something happens to LeBron. You know, if something yeah. happens, you know, then I wouldn't say that they're getting that deal done. But I totally agree with you um, dumping some of their older assets to see, like, hey, what is our, what do the Lakers look like post LeBron? Uh, yeah. Because the whole league, are, you know, is having to start to ask those questions. What will our, yeah. what will our league look like post LeBron? Um, you know, but, but here's the thing is, is I felt, I felt like, with COVID and everything going on, and Golden State being down, um, that we had a little bit, you know, teams just weren't at full strength last year. You know, it wasn't yeah. like like we, uh, you know, had bad basketball or didn't it wasn't deserved. Like LA didn't deserve it or anything like that. It's just teams were down. You didn't have to face the yeah. Nets. You know, the Golden State wasn't a factor. Um, you know, Houston down the line definitely dropped out. So did the Clippers. Um, and so this is going to be, you know, Clippers coming back, seeing what they're going to be able to do um, on that other side of the stadium, seeing what the Clippers, you know, respond to uh, yeah. and news of the Schroeder trade. Um, <clears throat> you know, speaking of Dennis Schroeder, um, is it's Oklahoma is kind of right now in dumping mode, dumping everything yes. they can to get every pick. And so I'm going to ask you, what are your thoughts of CP3 going to uh, the Suns? Man, I love it. Um, I, my A co-worker of mine, she um, is a huge Lakers fan, and um, I was talking to her about that. You know, because she's always wanted CP3 on the Lakers, and um, the the thing with that was because um, he was going to play with Kobe, and the um, the commissioner for the NBA was like, no, he 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 canceled that trade, and so um, she's but she's always wanted CP3 on the Lakers. Um, I love this um, seeing Chris Paul and Booker uh, play together. I think the Suns are about to go from being one of the worst teams to pretty good, decent team. Um, they're not going to be the best team in the conference, um, but they're definitely not going to be the worst team. Um, I think that's a good move for him, um, getting him out of uh, OKC, because um, that, that's just a dumpster fire right now. Um you know, I don't really know what OKC's plans are um, at the moment. Um, but they've got. I, I like it. I, I I personally like it. Yeah, they've got. I mean, OKC. Um, from what I was reading, um, at this point has, um, seventeen first round picks upcoming. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the plan is rebuild, rebuild, get some younger talent. Anyway, it's yeah. not it's not a horrible plan. I mean, I like the fact that the Thunder went all in. Um, yeah. If you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna do you know what the 76ers did and trust the process and go all in. I mean, then mm-hmm. just go, go all in and do it, you know? Do it. Um, yeah. You know, DeAndre Ayton is another player that I like on the Suns. Um, you know, I, I think with this move, um, you know, I, I think where we, what 
is what was so undervalued to me was actually Chris Paul's play on the Thunder. I mean, you look at what he was able to do, and he made that uh, Thunder team incredibly competitive. Um, yes. And uh, he still, you know, is looking for that championship. And so um, I I think it was a great move. I know that some, you know, are saying, you know, CP3 is up there. But, I, you know, mm-hmm. he can be a distributor. I mean, and, and he's yeah. got – He's got players on the Suns that he can distribute to. Um, and let's not forget the, the Suns, before their exit, were undefeated in the bubble. Um, yes. And so um, I like DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, and CP3. Um, mm-hmm. I I mean, I, I realistically seeing this as a, you know, a five or six seed in the West. Yeah. Because uh, I think other teams are getting dismantled. Um the the next thing um, that could really you know shake and stir things up is there's the Nets are really pushing hard to get James Harden to team up with Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie in Brooklyn. <sighs> so then you would lose power in Houston, um, which would make room again once again for more teams in the West to kind of start to rise up. Um, you know, uh, so getting into that. Uh, you know, um, the Nets are uh, trading assets, figuring this out to see if they can get James Harden to team up uh, with his old teammate Kevin Durant again. Uh, now, how crazy is that in the East? I I don't like it, man. It, it Harden just don't play well with others, and I mean. Obviously, him and um, Durant have that history together in OKC. And that was also something I was talking about with my coworker yesterday. Can you imagine if OKC would have, like, like pause this real quick. Can you imagine what OKC would have looked like if everyone would have stayed together? Like, oh, yeah. you yeah. had Durant, you had Russ, you had Harden, you had Ibaka. Like, those guys, I, I think OKC would have won a couple championships if they would have stuck together. Oh, yeah. But... Harden, I Harden, I don't really like Harden's game, um, and I don't think he'd be a good fit with the Nets. Um, Kyrie, Kyrie's kind of like the wild card in that because I don't feel like he really gets along with anybody. Um, you know, like he was the guy in Cleveland, and then while Braun was in Miami, Braun comes back, and then he's like, "This is my team," and Kyrie's like, "No, it's not." And then, you know, they they butted heads while he was in Cleveland. And then, you know, Kyrie's kind of jumped around. He went to Boston, didn't work out in Boston. And it's so, I don't really, I think Harden, Durant would maybe work. But Harden, Durant, and Kyrie, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. And so I feel like that is more along the lines of like a powder keg just waiting to explode. So I'm not really, uh, I guess, afraid of it. Well, yeah, um, and and here's the deal. I, I think for me, like uh, my biggest question mark would be Kyrie, and maybe that's mm-hmm. what the Nets are thinking if if they're able to, you know, get James Harden uh, to really seal the deal on scoring, because mm-hmm. uh, Kyrie to me is he can be the most dominant player and yet be the most frustrating player at times when. 
there's shots that he shouldn't be taking at all, and he just tries to go, yeah. you know, all out, and then, you know, can shoot, you know, two for 18, you know. Yeah. Uh, so um, it, it's interesting, and, and I think um, this makes it interesting for Gian, the Giannis decision coming up, if Giannis is going to stay with Milwaukee, or does he move to another East team and, and pair up uh, see if they can go up against the Nets, uh, because if if the Nets are able to pull off the James Harden, uh, that that's mm-hmm. instantly Eastern Conference favorites, um, and so yeah, um, which would leave other teams. Because look, I mean, I mean, Houston is is in the same position with OKC um, is is just dumping the assets and just trying yeah. to rebuild, uh, f- you know, from this. Um, what's what's crazy is it, it leaves Russ. Um, with another rebuild situation, you know. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And, it, and it's hard for me to, uh, again, you know, Houston and football and Houston and basketball. Uh, yeah. it's it's hard to for me. I can understand the direction of OKC a little bit better than I can the Rockets. Um, I, yeah. I think you know, um, if I was, you know, the the biggest thing for you know mess up or. You know, heartache maybe for Russell Wilson uh, or Russell Westbrook, not Wilson. Yeah. Um, you know, figuring out what his role looks like now on what's looking like if, if Harden leaves, he may be stuck on another rebuild. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, the the last, you know, thing that also happened was Philadelphia uh, gave up quite a bit to get rid of, uh, to get uh, rid of Al Horford. Uh, to clear up some space, uh, and they traded to get Danny Green um, mm-hmm. and Terrence Ferguson. Um, that was actually a good move for OKC because uh, Al Horford, I, I still, ha- you know, has to me has a lot of game left. Um, it's mm-hmm. just it looks like a move just for cap. So yeah, because uh, I, you know, I I don't like I think Danny Green's a you know decent enough guy, but they they had to lose a first round pick you know, to get, to dump Al Horford, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, I, I'm not super, you know, I think, I think this works out great for OKC, but for, for 76ers to lose that first pick on Danny green, um, I think it kind of hurts them in the long run. Yeah. Uh, but, it, but it's interesting. And then, and I think, um, you know, we'll have to see, uh, with, uh, some injury news from Clay Thompson uh, because I've been saying this whole off season, you know, you just got to watch out for Golden State uh, coming yeah. back. But if Clay Thompson's hurt again this season, uh, it'll be interesting to see what Golden State is able to do. So, yeah, a lot of big yeah. things moving, uh, especially for the Suns. Um, there's a lot of um, moving pieces right now in the NBA, and it's always fun to to see what teams are trying to do to to combat the big superpowers uh, in yeah. the NBA. So um, moving on to our best and worst uh, for the week. Uh, so uh, we've just recently, you know, just now talked about, uh, and I'll just, you know, to, to, to tie a bow on the end of our, our NBA talk. Honestly, the best thing I did see was the Suns trading for CP3. Um, yeah. I think it was incredibly smart. I think it's, what they need. They need that distributor. Um, they needed another clutch guy near the end. They need another veteran to show them, Hey, this is how you get 
to the end. This is how you get through some of these playoffs game, and you get a guy in CP3 who is hungry for a championship. Mm. So um, definitely, uh, and I can't say enough. Like CP3's performance in the bubble just showed me he's got game. He's got a lot yeah. of he's got a lot of you know game left. Um, and what he did with OKC. So that was the best thing I saw this week. What was yours, Jamie? Best thing I saw, and I, I couldn't believe I was typing it, was Notre Dame. Um, you know, they had a big win against Clemson, and then they, they played Boston College, and uh, they, they're still playing like the number two team in the country. Um, you know, because their history, um, at least as far as I can remember, is they get high-ranked, they get all this hype, and then they lose, and they fall. And um, so far, man, Notre Dame is holding on. They're proving, um, you know, and they played Boston College. Boston College is a 5-4 and four team, um, so it's not like they're playing like a top team. But they're proving that they're, they, they're playing like a top team. And um, that's been one, my one critique against uh, Notre Dame in the past is, you know, they, they benefited from playing nobody. And now they've played somebody. Now, obviously, they didn't have Trevor Lawrence, so they were... But they're still playing like a top-tier uh, college football team. And um, so, that yeah, that was my best. You know, them holding that spot and proving that they belong where they are, um, I think, was my best this week. Yeah. Yeah, and my my worst uh, for last week that I saw was actually the Ravens. Um, mm-hmm. The their big, I mean, to me, it was a big loss that they had against you know a New England team who, who had been struggling mm-hmm. with you know injuries, identity, um, and look, we need to start seeing something from this Ravens team. Um, yeah, that is loaded with talent. That does have a good defense. Like you cannot mm-hmm. just show up uh, for <clears throat> for. You know, for I, I don't know. Uh, you know, you know. Usually, you know, uh, and it has been. It's it's like these prime time games. Like, where are the Ravens? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you can't just you know uh, keep hype. I don't know if they hype themselves up. I I don't know what is going on with the Ravens uh, because they are too good of a of a team and organization as a whole to to not be prepared in these prime time slots. And when you've got a huge, incredible chance to take down Bill Belichick and the New Orleans, you know, the New England uh, Patriots, yeah. uh, you've got to you got to show up. And and it was just, you know, the 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 brief moments I did watch it just I, I just I didn't see like where the Ravens were at, you know, and I think, yeah, I think it, it puts Lamar in a bad situation when um, the play calling, especially for him at times. Um, doesn't it doesn't match up what he you know fully match up what he can do you know and and so um, I feel I feel bad for Lamar because I, I you know I, I think he does in these times where his teams are down trying to figure it out he does try to do everything he can to put on his shoulders and just make something happen uh, good or bad that's just who he is um, you know and so I'm yeah. just trying to figure out like. Um, once again, this this Ravens team is just uh, too good to me to to lose to a New England team. To me, uh, besides their coaching, and I know that they're always be schemed. I know that they're always be ready. You can't ever yes. count the Patriots out. But 
you've got to be hyped to play against Bill Belichick. I mean, you have to, you have to get all focus, all effort against these Patriots. And honestly, you know, from the, from the times I was watching, just did not see it from the Ravens. So I think the Ravens have a lot of issues right now, um, especially yeah. if they can't get their run game going, especially if if teams are forcing Lamar to throw at times. And look, mm. I. I'm a big supporter, you know, I, you know, have quietly actually like gone to support more and more of what Lamar is doing. Uh, mm. I just don't know if schematically, if they can figure out different routes for these wide receivers, maybe shorter routes. Um, not sure what it looks like for these Ravens to start kind of turning around because once they do, it's, it's hard to stop them once you get these Ravens going. Uh, but yeah. in primetime games, I just I haven't seen it from him um, through yeah. big matchups. Um, you know, the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh game, you know, they had it in hand. Um, Pittsburgh was able to come back and win that game. Uh, but mm. they've they've got to seal these big primetime matchups up. So that was that was my worst for their week. I don't know if you have any thoughts on the Ravens. My thing on the Ravens is, do you think people have figured out Lamar? Like he he was complaining about how um the defense is calling out their plays they're about to run and it's like maybe you know you you run like that that's it's not hard to figure out their offense they run the football you know and then they they kind of pass and and I would agree they need to come up with routes that are smaller like. Lamar's not going to beat you with his arm. Like, he's just not. He might hit a couple pretty touchdown passes, long passes. He might hit a couple of them, but he's not going to beat you with his arm. So my thing is, is maybe defenses have figured Lamar Jackson out. And now they're trying – they have to figure out um, a different way to win. And that actually um, – I can lead that into my, my worst, and that's the Titans. Man, they were – like – you were the, the Tennessee Titans were in the AFC Championship last year, and like they're six and three, they're fine, but you know they lost. Um, I don't remember who they lost to Indianapolis. now. Indianapolis, Thursday yeah, night. and and they lost very convincingly. Now they didn't have a bad game. Derrick Henry had 103 yards, um, but. It's it's on both of these teams have to figure out a different way to win. When Derrick Henry can't take the team and put him on his back, you gotta be able to trust Tannehill to lead the team down the field. If Lamar Jackson cannot run all over the defense, then you gotta be able to trust him to be able to throw it, or you got to have uh, J.K. Dobbins step up. You got to have these other guys step up to win these games. And the Tennessee Titans and the Ravens are just not like they're very one dimensional, I feel. And, and it's showing. And I think they both have to figure out this different way to go about and win these games because just just if you just focus on Lamar Jackson, you're playing the Ravens. The Chiefs proves this. If you make Lamar throw it, he can't win. That he does not come back and win games. And and that's the same with the Titans. If you take Derrick Henry out of the game, do you really think they're gonna win that game? 
I don't think they will. I don't. I as of, from what I've seen, I do not trust Tannehill yeah. to bring bring them back, and I don't trust Lamar Jackson to throw the football, throw his team to a win. Yeah, I just don't. Well, so, and here's so this what this ends up being a big question then, uh, because um, let me double check, make sure this to be the fact. But this week we actually get. Um, we get uh, Tennessee versus Baltimore, so that, yeah. that's a big. So like, um, you know, to me these teams are very similar. So then we go to the question, like we always do: Who do we like more? Do we like Ryan Tannehill or do we like Lamar Jackson more in this situation? I like Tannehill more because he can throw the football and he can run. So I would trust Tannehill. More than I would trust Lamar Jackson right now. And it's not saying Lamar Jackson's a bad quarterback. The dude's the uh, reigning MVP. Like, he's a good yeah. running quarterback. But yeah, I don't trust him to stand in that pocket and make a long throw. And his Hollywood Brown even called him out on it. Like, you've got soldiers, why, but why don't you use them? He's, his people are starting to get frustrated now. Yeah, and I think there's there's a mess like Baltimore. They're they're a I would say a pretty mess right now because there's still someone that you got to fear. You still got to respect. Yeah, and every facet of the game. Because what but happens if Lamar the inside? They're a mess. Because what happens? And I think he I I think under right coaching, right structure, I think he does figure it out. Yeah, because what happens once Lamar figures it out? It's going to be scary for the NFL. It's going to be, gonna very, be scary. very scary, you know? And so, I mean, it's it's too uh, – I don't ever think, you know, he. I don't think he'd ever get to uh, – passing-wise could ever get to Mahomes' level. Uh, but there, there's a level he can still get to to where yeah. it's, it's a you know, even more so of a scary matchup for teams, you know, once you get Lamar mm. and Mahomes going. Um, yeah. Yeah, and – and I don't know. It, it, it's tough, you know, uh, this Tennessee-Baltimore. I'm still wondering, in my mind, who I like more. The only thing I I like, the the offensive pieces probably a little bit more on Tennessee. Uh, you yeah. know, with Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. Like I said, A.J. Brown is scary if, if he can get healthy. Um, and, yeah. and Tennessee's got some other weapons too. So I'm, I'm kind of leaning with what you're saying. Um uh, for, for me, I'm, you know, just quarterback-wise, I mean, I'm still, you know, lean a little bit to Lamar because uh, I, I, I do think he can figure it out. And I and I think I think it's the Ravens got to help him figure it out, uh, yeah. his passing game a little more. So, yeah, so that's a that's a huge game coming up. Huge game coming yes. up, man. Yeah. So that's interesting. It's interesting that both of our worst were the opposite teams, but – now we can like yeah. really like answer it like who really was you know the worst so yeah so that's interesting um yep. some other games uh this week uh I'm gonna let you talk a second about your KC Raiders matchup <laughs> man all right Sunday night football um you've got I want to say man the 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 opinion is always different you've got. You've got the Packers Bears. You've got 
um, the Cowboys and the Redskins. You you've got all these you know Cowboys Eagles like you've got all these different rivalries. But for me, the the rivalry goes back to 1960, and it is KC and the Raiders. It don't matter if uh, if the Raiders are in LA. It don't matter if the Raiders are in Oakland. It don't matter if the Raiders are in Vegas. KC and the Raiders are the the division rivalry to me. Um, and like I said, you've got you've got other divisions. Like every division has their rivalry, but for me, it's KC Raiders, and it's going to be going down on Sunday Night Football. You know, the Raiders already got that win on us, man. They beat us by eight. Um, and I and they uh, the report is they did a victory lap around uh, Arrowhead after they beat the Chiefs uh, week five. And let me tell you, one team right now that you don't want to m- make really angry is the Chiefs. And I think they did exciting. just that. It's going to be exciting. Um, you don't I mean, my, and my personal opinions aside, like act like you've been there. <laughs> Act like you've won a game before. Like, who does a victory lap around a place you have not won in seven years? Like, act like you've been there before. But I get it. It was exciting. It was their Super Bowl. Well, now that has to come to an end. Uh, the Chiefs-Vegas matchup, um, Sunday Night Football, that is, I want to say it's the game to watch um, this weekend. Um, tonight... Um, I would like, I, I'm definitely gonna be tuning into Arizona, Seattle. Um, there, it's another division, uh, yeah. matchup. Um, their first game was amazing. Um, and I, and I loved, I loved the first game. Um, so yeah, definitely tune in for tonight, Arizona, Seattle. Um, do you have any that you're uh, looking forward to? Yes, and once again, disclaimer, if you hear a crying baby or chihuahuas <laughs> in the background, uh, you're not going insane. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree with all the matchups that you talked about, uh, especially in the NFL. Um, <sighs> so uh, yeah, um, once again, I mean, we've mentioned uh, Tennessee, Baltimore. Um, mm-hmm. you know, um, really, those are the, the big three, I think, to watch out for. Um, a little bit of a, a decent matchup, I do think, is actually Monday Night Football, uh, Tampa mm. Bay versus the Chargers. Um, I think that could be a sneaky good game, uh, seeing what the Chargers can do to rebound, uh, seeing uh, what, you know, because Tampa Bay is going up a- again to, against a really good defense uh, to see if, if really Rams. Tampa, uh, sorry, the Rams, yeah, I don't know why, but yeah. still, uh, Rams have a good defense too. Yes. The Chargers, uh, but let's let's reverse that for the uh, Rams. Um, I I, I want to see what they're able to do against Sean McVay. Uh, see what schemes that they have. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's another good matchup. Some college matchups to uh, look out for. Um, the first thing that pops out to me is the Ohio State uh, Indiana game. Uh, yes. Indiana is, is coming out this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um with some huge wins uh, so far. Um, and this is going to be the first big test for Ohio State. Um, uh, for mm-hmm. and, and maybe the biggest test that they'll face this whole year. Because uh, we know Michigan's not going to be a test. No. <laughs> so, no. 
Uh, yeah, so that's that's a game to, to look out for. Um, any other than the college games that you can see, Jamie? Um, I'm I'm definitely going to be tuning in to OU versus Oklahoma State, and then um, that's always a good game to watch. They're both um, pretty good, doing pretty pretty good this year. And then Wisconsin no, uh, Northwestern, um, I feel like yeah. it's going to be a really good game yeah. um, this Saturday. So, um, but man, that's all I got for yeah. uh, today. Uh, yeah, some great some great games in the SEC um, seems to be mm. back. Uh, this week, so some good games coming out of the SEC. Um, you know, I guess one last one would be, uh, you know, I think will be a pretty interesting matchup will be Missouri versus South Carolina. Um, yeah. That would be a, a good game to kind of see what teams are able to do in that game. Um, anyways, this has been the Pipkin and Turnbull Show. Uh, definitely um, check us out on Facebook. Let us know what you're thinking. Mm. Agree, disagree, want to hear from you. Uh, And thanks for being a part of our community. We will talk to you guys later.